Welcome to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. Every other Wednesday, Adrian, your host, talks to key players in the fashion industry to discover new products and understand the challenges behind offering more responsible fashion and learn the solution available today. This podcast is brought to you by Première Vision, the leading event organizer for fashion professionals. To find out more, go to www.premiervision.com. Discover and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast. Today, I am talking with Kenji Igashi from Spiber. Hello, Kenji. Hello. To begin with, could you please uh, present yourself and your company, please? Okay, um, I am Kenji Higashi, and I am responsible for business development and sustainability at Spiber, which is a biotech material company that um, has developed a way to, to brew protein fibers and other protein materials uh, through a fermentation process. What's your role in the company? So I am responsible for uh, business development, um, where we are... Uh, talking to many uh, companies that are potentially uh, going to use our materials in their products. And also I am responsible for sustainability. So to make sure that our, our materials are produced in the most sustainable way possible. What does sustainable fashion mean according to you? Um, so it can mean many things, but um, I think, for example, buying less clothes or buying clothes that last longer or uh, buying things that are made um, in more responsible ways, uh, repairing your clothes, using secondhand clothes. So there, I think there's many different angles to sustainable fashion. Can you explain us um, what has been the Eureka moments uh, that pushed your company to to start this new project and uh, and to and to yeah and to implement these new techniques can you give us a little bit of background um sure so i'm not i'm not sure if there was a, a single moment or a eureka moment that uh, pushed us into this direction but um i think that contributing to making a more sustainable future is uh, the most important thing for us at spiber it's the reason that our company exists and it's the reason that myself and uh, other people in our team have been spending many years developing uh, these materials maybe could you try to to be to explain us what you are exactly doing and to what extent this is um, very new in this industry um, okay so just to, to explain what our materials are um, so we are making Um, brew protein fibers, which are made by a brewing process, or in other words, a, a microbial fermentation process, uh, where we actually we start by studying living things um, in nature, like, for example, sheep or spiders. So we, we look at protein materials that are made in natural animals and insects like wool and silk, and we analyze the DNA to learn which types of genes lead to what type of properties in, in these natural protein materials. 
Um, and, and then we take this knowledge that we learn from nature to design our own custom-made protein materials that are designed and tailored to have properties that we aim for. So uh, we encode the designs into the DNA of microbes that we use uh, in, our, in our brewery to make our protein materials. I mean, c can you give us, uh, can you explain us the, the, the whole process? Like, uh, so, so, so you look into the nature, you explain it to us already, um, you, you put the DNA into the microbes and you brew it and then you create a fiber and from this fiber you create some new materials. This is it, right? Yeah, pretty much. So actually the fermentation process, the brewing process makes the protein polymer. So once we have this polymer, uh, we can spin it into a fiber in, in a way that's similar to how you would, how you would spin um, conventional fibers like viscose or polyester. Um, but we can also make other types of materials like films or resins, um, all from the same protein polymer that we make through our brewing process. I mean, can we use it already? Uh, do you have some, uh, some uh, real-life example Where you were, um, where company are using your, your this material? Yes. So last year, for the first time, we uh, commercialized our first products with the North Face in Japan. Um, we made a T-shirt that we released last summer, uh, which is a blend of brewed protein fibers and cotton fibers. And also last December, we made a product called the Moon Parka, also with the North Face, which is uh, outerwear jacket that has uh, 100% brood protein. Wow, that's very exciting. And what are the, the, um, the special properties of, uh, of this material, of those fibers? So um, there are many, actually, we can actually design many different variations of brood protein material. So depending on the type of material, it's very different. So the Moon Parka fabric is uh, designed for an outerwear product. So it needs to be Uh, water resistant and it needs to be strong but mm -hmm. the t-shirt the main function is the softness so the fibers are designed to be very fine and very soft and very very comfortable to what extent uh those products are sustainable so um i think they are very sustainable but um i mean there's very many aspects to sustainability but Um, so one thing that we can say about our fibers is unlike plastic fibers like polyurethane or polyester, um, our fibers are not made from oil and uh, they're made from agricultural feedstocks like sugars that we feed to the brewing process. Um, and they can also biodegrade. That means that they don't end up um, polluting oceans with microplastics. Um, another thing is uh, the carbon footprint of our materials. We're currently, we're still um, studying the carbon footprint and we don't yet have like completely accurate results because our production, our commercial production has not actually started yet. But um, based on our, our early results, uh, our estimates as of now, it looks like um, the carbon footprint of our material is going to be Uh, significantly lower than conventional protein materials like natural wool. 
So your company will be uh, presenting um, some some products at uh, at Première Vision next September. Um, what will you be presenting actually? Um, so we are still preparing. So I can't tell you um, exactly what we're going to be presenting yet. But what I can tell you is that we have many, uh, many, many exciting projects in development, and um, I hope that. We'll be able to surprise you in September. Is everybody can work with you, uh, or do we, or do do we need? Um, does company needs to have a certain uh, a certain amount of uh, of uh, volume when it comes to orders? So um, right now we have close to zero uh, production. We have a very very limited production, um, but we are currently building our first commercial scale production plant in Thailand. And that plant is going to be operational um, in 2021. So once that plant is operational, we will be able to supply our materials to um, a wider number of partners. But right now, since we have so limited uh, capacity to produce, um, we need to work. We're, we're working with a very small uh, number of partners. Among all the products you will be presenting or among all your, your existing products, what is your favorite one? So um, personally, my favorite is our fur. Uh, we are making fur that is made from 100% from brewed protein. And it's not only is it animal-free fur, but it's also plastic-free fur. So we don't use any acrylic fibers or polyester for these furs. And according to you, what makes your company and your products stand out of the others? I already know the answer, but uh, <laughs> I would like to have um, your idea. Okay. So, well, I mean, um, I think our our company is one of a kind, and um, the materials that we are producing are extremely unique. Um, I, I don't think there are any other companies uh, that are able to produce um, protein-based materials um, at, at any scale or cost similar to to us so i think in that sense we are uh quite uh unique what are the biggest challenges for the next years for you uh are you going to be able to to scale this amazing uh, uh technique so um right now we are producing materials at a very small scale um we are building our plant in thailand but um of course there's a lot of uh, challenges involved in scaling up. Um, we are confident that we can uh, successfully scale up, but um, I'm sure that there's going to be many uh, challenges um, in the process. How can the fashion industry accelerate its sustainable revolution? So I think that it's very important that that big companies, that like companies that, that make the largest volumes of products, Um, I think it's very important that that kind of big company makes uh, very bold decisions to to change and to accelerate a uh, sustainable revolution. Um, and I think companies like us, Fiber, can also play a very important role by um, innovating and uh, making new technologies available for those big companies to to choose. Uh, so, I think startups, innovators. Um, plus the big companies that have volumes together uh, can can make big change. What do you advise to designers to look at uh, 
to make the right choice. You know, you were talking about big companies uh, who have the means to um, to make the right choice and to invest in uh, in uh, R and D. Uh, but when it comes to young designer, um, young entrepreneurs, uh, what would be your advice to to make a more sustainable fashion? Um, so I think there are many, as as we uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think there's many aspects to sustainable uh, fashion, and I think there's many 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 ways that somebody can uh, contribute to that. But I think one important thing is uh, transparency in the supply chain. So I think if, if the designer has a choice between materials or between factories or between processes. Um, if one is more transparent than the other, I think it's better to side with the, the more transparent option. Let's move to, to the quick rapid fire question. Um, uh, what do you want to close the door to in uh, our industry? So I, I think we should try to get rid of greenwashing. I think there's a lot of it. Um, I think it's very important that we get rid of it. Where do you look at to get inspired? In um, do you look at in other industry, and uh, how do you stay ahead of the game? Um, so we get inspired from a lot of different um, industries, a lot of different companies. But two two of the most important uh, companies that have inspired us are Kojima Press, which is an auto parts supplier for the Toyota Group, um, which has been our partner for many years. Uh, we have learned a tremendous amount from them. Um, also, in in the fashion sector, the apparel sector, we've been working closely with with Goldwyn and the North Face in Japan uh, to uh, learn. We've learned everything that we know about um, apparel textiles from from them. So uh, those are two very important uh, partners that we've been uh, tre tremendously inspired by. Uh What is the last piece of clothes you bought? Um, actually, um, so I have actually been on a fashion fast for about three years now. Um, so the last piece of clothing that I got was uh, a shirt that I bought in June 2020, uh, 2017. Um, it's a North shirt that I bought in 2017. And I haven't bought a single piece of clothing since then, and, uh, not even uh, a single pair of socks or underwear. So I'm, I'm, this is a challenge that I'm, uh, I want to see how long I can go without buying. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, I love this challenge. Um, how do you call it? How do you call this challenge? Is, is there, is there um, a kind of dry January or <laughs> something like that? Um, I don't know, but it, it's like a, it's a fashion fast. So I'm fasting from clothes. Fashion fast. Perfect. Got it. Uh, who is the personality you would like to listen to in this podcast? So um, I hope that, uh, first of all, people who might be like talented people who might be interested in joining our team to help us. Um, that would be uh, a great person to listen to this podcast. Also, people, companies who are looking for uh, better solutions, sustainable materials to use in, in the products um, are also uh, people that I hope will listen. Okay. Um, if we want to know more a bit about um, Spiber, where should we look at? 
So please look at our website. It's um, www.spiber.jp. Okay, perfect. Um, what makes you optimistic uh, for the future? Um, so I think in the past, so I've been as in my role as the of um, I'm responsible for business development at Spiber, and I have been speaking with many uh, brands um, who are now seriously looking for sustainable materials to use in their products. Um, I think one year ago, two years ago, brands were not were nowhere near as serious as they are right now. So I think there's, um, in the past year, um, brands are seriously uh, getting uh, aware that they need to make change and they're actually starting to take action. So I think uh, we're on the right track. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was a pleasure to to know a bit more about Spiber and to uh, to understand what you are exactly doing. This is very very exciting, um, and and I thank you for that. Do you have anything else to add to the to our conversation? Um, no, I think um, thank you very much uh, for this interview and for asking wonderful questions. Great, thank you so much, Kenji. Have a good day. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast till the end. If you want to support this initiative, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you follow. Just click on the subscribe button, rate it five stars, and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share the podcast on your favorite social media. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. 